0: Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best selling author, and mega church pastor, Dag Heward Mills. A warm welcome to you this Wednesday. Our teaching today will provoke you to embark on a closer walk with God and to keep moving ahead in the faith. After listening, you will discover keys for how you can keep pushing forward in your Christianity and ways that you can improve to become a better and stronger Christian. You will also learn vital ways on how you can grow up spiritually and how you can also help to bring others up in the Lord to enrich not only your life, but the lives of all those around you. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for this
1: morning. Thank you for the opportunity to receive your word. Lord, we ask you to guide us. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated i'm happy to be back. Uh, we were in um, um, I was in uh, London for the program and then also in Abuja, Lagos and Abuja and then lagos so we we came back yesterday, and uh, we had a powerful time. Abuja was a uh, Wonderful experience. Um, it's the capital of Nigeria and it's a very beautiful city that has been built in, um, in Nigeria. And I was wondering when we are going to develop Dodua also to become like that. Or whenever, Winnibar. yeah. whenever supposed to be the capital.
0: But it's a very beautiful
1: city and. Um, I mean, it's it's wonderful what what they have been able to do there. So we also visited our church in Lagos, uh, and they are also doing very very well. I'm very happy about the work of God that is going on. Amen. So today we are here in church, and um, we thank the Lord for His blessing. I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter one, and I want to share with you on. Uh, What I was sharing with you some time ago about a closer walk with the Lord. Amen. A closer walk with God. And in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, we we read, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's all read it together, and if you don't mind, if we can all stand and read this verse together, verse 3, it's, it says, have you, have you found it? Let's all stand, please, and we read together, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Have you found it? Okay. Verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Let it be done. Let your word be a blessing to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, God has blessed us with spiritual blessings. And the point that we need to understand is that Christianity is not a physical thing. It's not a financial thing. Experience. It's not a material experience. It is a spiritual experience. Can I have an amen? amen? And we need to appreciate that Christianity is a spiritual thing. And God is doing something in us spiritually. And that the spiritual experience and blessing that the Lord has for us will eventually work out into physical and material things. Uh, when I was in uh, uh, Lagos, I saw a church with had advertised a stock exchange seminar in the church. You get it? And uh, <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful thing. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a stock exchange seminar in the church if you first have a spiritual experience. But if the whole church is now stock exchange, management, business, and what have you, then We've missed the point. And I'm sure that that church has spiritual things that they do before they do the stock exchange. So I hope we will also be able to do one day our own stock exchange seminar in the church. Do you understand what I'm saying? But the point that I'm making is that even f- the, the church has become a place where we almost come expecting financial uh, information, uh, stock exchange news and how to develop yourself in the stock exchange and also uh, uh, things about success and uh, you know such things. So ladies and gentlemen, um, it is very very important that we understand that Christianity is a spiritual thing. They used to call as spiritual churches and in a, you know in a sort of uh, derogatory way so it's a spiritual church. <laughs> a church is supposed to be spiritual. A church is a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual church. We are supposed to be a spiritual church. It's not an insult to be called a spiritual church. In fact, it's an insult to be called a financial church. Because a church is not a financial institution. Amen. Before I carry on, I just want to introduce a couple of books I have here. There's this one called All About Fornication. If you have a problem with fornication, I think you should get this book. It's going to really help you. I remember one brother came to me and said to me one day, he said, listen, pastor, I can't stop fornicating. This is my problem. And I said, look, I've got a solution for you. I'm going to give you a book. So I got him the book and I saw him some months later. And I said, brother, how is the problem? And he said, pastor, it's gone. So this book will help you. It tells you all about it, how to stop it, and how to overcome it. Amen. Amen. Tell the person next to you, I think you need to get the book. Alright. So after church, make sure you pass through the bookshop, and God is going to bless you as you buy it. Now when you are buying it, just tell them you are buying it for someone, okay? And... uh, you will easily flow through. But make sure you get a copy. And, you know, even for people who don't read much, maybe you are not a reading type, that's why the book is so little. Very few pages, and the, the typing is very big so that you can also see. And within a few minutes, you would have read it, okay? So buy it for somebody or buy it for yourself. When you are buying it, just say, you know, I have to get it for somebody, you know, and then. How many want to be billionaires? Billionaires. All right. That's why I wrote this other book here. It's called Frugality. Frugality is a key to becoming very rich. I always advertise this book as the book that will help you to become a billionaire. Now, I never knew that it was really a key. It was my key because I didn't have much. So it was my key to becoming prosperous as a church even and so I used to say frugality get this book frugality then one day somebody gave me a book and the book was called The Millionaire Next Door. It's a book about millionaires and how millionaires live their lives in America and chapter one of that book the chapter first chapter of that book was entitled frugality frugality, frugality. Exactly what I have been saying, that this is a key to becoming rich, especially when you come from a background where you are not inheriting money. How many have inherited a lot of money? How many have not inherited a lot of money? At the back, I don't think they can hear me because the hands, they go up to this point. Then from there on, nobody raises his hand. Are the loud speakers all at the back. Can you hear? Or you are dull Or what is happening at the back? Spiritual dullness. Okay. so this book is the book you need. It will really help you frugality, how to become a millionaire. So when you go, just buy the two for somebody or for yourself, and when you buy the frugality, just... You can let them know that you really need it, but the foundation was just you're getting it for somebody. You get it, and it will be a blessing. Hallelujah! All right, back to our message. Okay, now, uh, and you can get them at the bookshop. We have a bookshop behind here. Uh, many people pass; just go out through the what do you call the car park? But you must pass through the bookshop. Get a Bible, get a book, get whatever a tape, and uh, you'll always be blessed. Amen. Alright, now, so I'm explaining to you that Christianity is a spiritual experience. Okay, now how do you grow spiritually now that you are in Christ? Do we have to go and see if, which doctor, a fetish priest, or something to become more spiritual? No, the Bible tells us what to do. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. I believe I, I did share with you about how to grow spiritually but I'm just going to go over quickly. Chapter 4, verse 12. Are you there? It says, um, He gave some apostles, pastors, prophets, verse 11, and some teachers for the perfecting of the body, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. You must expose yourself to the pastors and the teachers if you are going to become, you are going to grow. You're going to be perfected. You're going to improve your life spiritually. And that's why when you expose yourself to these kind of books, it's really going to be a blessing to you. You're going to grow. Amen. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we grow, okay, as we expose ourselves. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children. God does not want you to be a spiritual child, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Okay? So what we need is to expose ourselves to the right men of God and their ministry, their books, their tapes, their preaching, their church services, and you will grow up spiritually. How many have realized that you've grown spiritually since you kept coming to church? How many have noticed? At the back, I want to see, especially at the back, okay, and upstairs. All right, very good. So God bless you as you do that. The next thing is, but sp- speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now this is a very important key. So the first key is to expose yourself to the evangelists and pastors and teachers. And the second key is to speak the truth in love or have the truth spoken to you in love. All right? Now, one of the difficult things in this life is for, to have the truth spoken to you. You know, the truth about ourselves is not easy. It's not easy to hear it. You know, and especially on a one to one basis, it's very difficult for someone to tell you, look, you are proud. Look, you are this. When the person tells you you are proud, you, you ask the person, you, 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 have the audacity to tell me that I'm proud. Have you assessed yourself? Do What do you think about this? This and that and, that, and so on. And then it, it gets into a complicated argument. And you think I'm proud, but you are jealous. And then you say, I'm proud, but you are the one suffering from jealousy. And this and that. And it never ends. So that is why we have pulpits. Everybody look at the pulpit so that somebody can stand behind the pulpit and tell you the truth in love and you can hear it so when you hear the message try to receive it for yourself amen try to know that this is my message this is a message for me they are telling me something something is being told to me when I preach to you and I give you the word of God and it's the truth in love now I mean as a pastor why do you think I would say something to you that would drive you away from the church no I want to say something that will keep you coming to church so whatever I'm telling you I'm not telling you because I want to offend you so don't be offended if I, if I was in my right mind I wouldn't be trying to offend anybody here you understand what I'm saying so I'm not trying to offend anybody I'm trying to tell you the truth so accept the truth in love when we accept the truth we change we do well if no one tells you the truth you cannot improve Thank God for people who can tell you the truth. I remember one day I was with my uh, roommate. We went to uh, school, medical school, and we came back. Uh, we had had a very long, hot, sweaty day, you know. And in the evening, I was going to go to Volta um, Hall to go and visit uh, my uh, beloved. I don't know if she was my beloved then, but I was going there and I was going to do some rounds. So, and he was sitting by me all the way through to the back. Um, from Colibu, we were driving in a bus all the way to Lagon. You know, then when we got home and I said, Oh, I was going to Volta Hall and so on, he said to me, You know, I think you should have a bath before you go because you are smelling. And I tell you, I was uh, surprised but happy that he told me that I need to because he said, It seems that uh, you are, we are very hot and sweaty and smelly from the day, so he thinks that I should have a bath. And you see, by telling me the truth in love, I was able to freshen up myself and go. And if he had not, no, don't clap yet. If he had not told me, you get it, I would have gone on in my smelly and sweaty condition. You understand? But thank God that I had a roommate who could tell me in my smelly and my sweaty condition that you are smelling, you are sweating, you need to bath or something before you start moving and I received it and I was not annoyed with him because I knew that he was telling me something that will, it, that will help me one day I was praying for people you lay hands on this person if you don't take care of the fumes that are coming from the, the person you are laying hands on when I say fumes I don't mean even from the breath but the body, the body evaporates. <laughs> do you understand? But sometimes people don't know what you have. You don't have somebody to tell you the truth in love. Some people don't use deodorant and do not know how to use it. Have never used it. Some people apply deodorant to their sheds. Don't apply your deodorant to the (laughs) shirts. You don't don't put deodorant on your shirts. I'm speaking the truth in love. I'm telling you the truth in love. Some brothers have never bought perfume before. You need to. It's not only ladies who who use such things. Brother, you need it also so that you don't smell bad. It's a a good message I'm sharing with you. Amen. So speaking the truth in love helps you to grow. It helps you to improve. And that's why the Bible says that by speaking the truth in love, we may grow. And so you should pray that God will send somebody into your life who will tell you the truth in love. Of course, when they tell you the truth, they must tell you because they love you and in the love of God. But as you expose yourself, to the truth spoken in love I tell you is the best thing for you it's the best thing for you you will improve you will do well you will change you know and sometimes you know you, you realize that you are difficult to tell the truth in love the way you are so sometimes you ought to ask is there anything yeah. okay. you want to tell me what is my father thinking that he's not saying you you know the prodigal son do you know his father never told him the truth? Huh? You know when he came home, his father went out, oh, bring, bring him the ring. Got a ring for him. Get him a robe. Put him on a nice robe. Shoes on his feet. But never told him. Then he told the servants on the side, my son was lost. <laughs> He's lost. But he, started, he was lost, crazy, crazy guy. Organized the food, okay. And he came to the son, gave him a robe, ring, everything. But I never told him that he was lost. Then uh, the elder brother also came, and the elder brother was angry. Why did you do a party for this guy? We are here all the time. And what did he tell the elder brother? He was dead. Crazy guy, all that I have is yours. He never told the guy he doesn't have anything. He gave him a ring. He said, He told the guy, All that I have is yours now. You know, how guy, he was crazy, he was lost. He's come home. God bless you. you know, come, smile, be happy, and so on. And he came to the guy, gave him a ring, and so on. But he never told him what he was really thinking. That you are a lost and mad boy, and you've come home, and you don't have anything again. All your inheritance and everything is lost. You are just like a servant. Only I can't say it to you, but come, let's have a party and let's be at home. What is your father thinking that he's not saying? That he cannot say it to you. So pray that the truth will be spoken to you in love and it will help you to grow up. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, the next thing that you need to do is the next step to growing up in truth. The first is to Expose yourself to the men of God. The next one is to hear the truth spoken in love. The third is to make your contribution to the church. If you look at verse 16, it says, But speaking the truth in love, you may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Verse 16, From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body. Everybody say, maketh increase of the body. body. Say, maketh increase of the body. There is something that makes the body increase. That's what I mean by growth. Maketh increase of the body. There is something that makes the body increase. How many understand what I'm saying? To make your body increase means to make your body get bigger or to let the thing get bigger. To grow up. And the Bible teaches us that every joint supplies something. And when every joint supplies, then the whole body grows up. And God wants you to grow. And God wants us all to grow. Now the growth of all of us comes about when we all start to do something. Surprisingly... Surprisingly, it's not just by being fed that you grow But by doing something that you also grow There are things you will never learn unless you start to do And so when you start to do something, you start to grow That is why God wants us to share the word of God Because you actually learn more by preaching You see, I learn much more because I preach Because I'm sharing, I am learning. Anytime you share or you make some contribution, you find yourself learning. And so God wants all of us to contribute. Take a child. It's not only by feeding the child or the child eating or drinking milk that the child grows. You also grow by moving, moving around. Moving, they've got to move. They've got to You want the child to move. You want the child to sit. You want the child to stand. You want the child to stand with support. You want the child to take a step. You want the child. That is the growth. Is the doing of something. And so when we all contribute what we are supposed to contribute to the church, of our time, of our talents, of, of even of sharing, I tell you, when you start to share the word of God, you start to grow spiritually. It says it maketh increase of the body. God wants us to share the word. He wants us to share the word. He wants us to be people who have something to share. And that is why I wrote those books about quiet time. You know, and I'm really going to insist that everybody gets a copy of the quiet time book. Anybody who is a member of this church must have that quiet time book. One of them which you use for your quiet time I am insisting on it it's not an option it's not something you are, you are, you are gi- being given an option you must get it it's, it's compulsory you must have it you must use it for your quiet time and you must read it and then you must share and you must learn to be a Christian look if you are a husband eh, you must share with your wife the Bible don't just call for food and you don't even call her name. What do they call uh, uh, About what? About Rose. No, you must share. If you are a, a husband, all right, it's not money, just money you give. There are some husbands, they think that all their duty is to give money. you have to share the word with your wife can i have an amen Amen. you must share scriptures thoughts okay okay if you are a wife it's not just news that you are supposed to share i hear this i hear that i hear this i hear that and you know that this and you know that that and this one said this and that one said that you are supposed to share the word that will make you grow. The Bible says every joint supplies and it maketh the body increase. As you share, look, I have grown more by preaching than by anything else probably, maybe. Amen. By preaching and doing the work of God. Oh, By going to Nigeria. I, I have le- just going and coming, I have learned so much. I mean, when you, when you, are, when you, when you are a letter, you will learn always from something that you see around. Oh, yes. You must share with your, if you are in a relationship, what do you talk about? You must also, it's not only scriptures too, you must talk about other things, but I'm saying that you must share scriptures. One time I met with some brothers. they said they were looking for wives. As I talked with them, I realized that I realize why they don't have wives look when you when you don't have the word of god in you uh, you may have a car keys and so on but look if you are experiencing life you know that this man walking around with his car keys and so on in life as you go on what can happen he can just throw you out or you can be thrown out when you see a 25 year old boy who has the word of god and has you see there's a man with hope There's something that this guy has. When you share, you must share. If you are a boss at your workplace, you must share the word. I'm talking about growing by contributing and by saying the word and share. Bible says every joint supplies, it makes the body increase. It's a nice message. I don't just talk the word here. When I am in a car driving for hours, you can ask the people who are with me. I will be sharing verses. I will be picking a Bible and say, check this one, this and that. You'll see this and you see that. I share the word. Yeah. That is how I live and that helps me to grow. Yeah. That's what makes me grow. That is why the word doesn't stick in you because you never share it. Right. All your thinking and talking is news, chatting, soccer, politics, money, whatever. But not the word if you have a friend a Christian friend you must share the word. Of, I'm telling you look Christianity is a spiritual experience it's not a financial experience yeah. Christianity is not a financial experience it is a spiritual experience and you have to grow up spiritually you must share the word of God with your friend If you have a good friend with whom you do not share scripture and you feel uncomfortable in the concept of sharing scriptures, you've got a bad friend. You've got to change that friend. You must have another friend. That's why the Bible says we should not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Your workers, you must meet them, your students, if you're a teacher. Share with them the word of God when I went to medical school, Professor Aite, our lecture, anatomy lecture. He taught us about eternal life. When the first day we came in and we saw the dead bodies there, he told us, he told us straight away that this should be a lesson to us if we think that life is just what you see on this earth. Straight away, he told us he made no mistakes about it. He, he did not hide it, he told us clearly, look. This is it. Know this. Mr. Boss, Mr. Employer, do people even know that you are Christian? One day, we, 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 there was a, a man in this church, and we said, oh, he, he comes to our church. He's a believer. And the person said, what? And what? And she began to laugh. He said, that guy is a believer. No. From the way he is at the work, he's not a believer. I tell you, come out now, come out now, come out now, come out now, come out now. Begin to share the word. Share the word of God with your children. Share the word of God with your friends. Share the word of God with your wife. Share the word of God with your husband. The word of God, I'm not saying try you see, I'm not saying try to use the word of God to change somebody. I'm saying just sharing the word. It's not about any issue like when you want your wife. To submit he said ten to ephesians chapter 5 verse 24. wife submit unto your own husbands that's not what i'm talking about that when the wife wants the husband to also say also ten to ephesians chapter 5. submit yourself one to another that means you must also submit yourself to me one to another that is what the government african governments do when we want to catch somebody they'll make a law for that particular person or they'll use the police or the law to catch that particular person Not, they don't use it generally but it's like when they don't like you or they don't want you then they'll come up with something. so we are now investigating all such and such of which you are one or the first one and the only one and after that they will leave that whole law no just generally sharing the word of God with people it will make you grow it will make you grow we must speak the word at home. At home. One to another. With your friend. With your school colleague. My, one of my friends. It was called Senor. You know the game we used to play? We used to play the game of quoting scriptures. I said we, we will play. And how we play is that I quote and then you quote. And when I quote, you quote. Then we write. And our aim is to quote until... I quote and you cannot quote, then I've won. So if I quote one and you cannot come up with any scripture, then I've won. We played it many, 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 many times. That's also our game. What game do you play? Drafts. Uh, 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 And what? Spa. Ludo. And other useless games. Scrabble. Play the games of the word. God is going to bless you. Then you are going to grow spiritually. And as you grow spiritually, the stock exchange, the financial, whatever, and all those things will be added onto you. Are you excited about that? Stand to your feet, everybody. Amen. Tell somebody standing by you, I'm growing up spiritually. Now, who are you going to share the word of God with to, when you go home? Huh? Your friends. Your office mates. Your driving mates. Your wives. Your husbands. Share the word of God with a person. And... You share the word of God in a practical way. Amen. You know, one day I had a friend, and I thank God for her life. She taught me how to share the word of God practically. You see, at that time I was going to the race course, gambling. And she, she bought me a little Bible. Or oh, I bought it, she bought it. And then she opened to me 1 Thessalonians 5, 22. I don't have to forget. I, I cannot easily forget which verse it was. And from the New American version, she said, abstain from all appearances of evil. And she explained how it's related to my life. You see, most of us feel that the word of God is not practical. One day I was preaching on television and somebody, she was telling me, her, her mother turned off the television. Turn off the television. Is this preaching? We can understand everything. Turn it off. And it's like, because they can understand what I'm preaching, it's not preaching. If it's real preaching, you should not be able to understand everything. It must be mysterious and mystical. But today I want you to know that the word of God is related to your practical life. When your brother is stealing, you can open the Bible to him and say, let him that stole steal no more. And your life is going to be greatly enriched. Lift your hands to the Lord. Ask the Lord. Lord, help me to share with, mention the people, you know, and determine that your life, not just once or twice, but every week, what you have for your quiet time, every day, with your husband, even your unbeliever husband, he may be surprised at the wisdom that is in the word of God when you just share. Not that you are trying to make him change, but you'll be surprised at how much wisdom there is in the word of God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for our workplaces. Thank you for our employees. Thank you for the people we work with. Uh, Thank you for our sisters and our brothers and our fathers and our mothers and our wives and our husbands. And Thank you, Lord, for everyone that is in our lives. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Oh, for you are a blessing, Lord. Your word is going to help us to grow, Lord. And we are going to grow by supplying, by showing something, by teaching something, by sharing, Lord, your word. Thank you, Lord, as we grow. And as we go forth, Growing, growing, growing in you, Lord. Thank you for a great blessing and a great opportunity, Lord. Oh, hallowed be thy name, Lord. Father, we thank you for your blessing this morning. And I ask that we will grow like never before spiritually in Jesus' name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want to say, Pastor, somebody invited me to church this morning. But in my heart I know that I'm not a born again Christian. I want to give my life to God. Please pray with me. Please help me. Watching my television, wherever you are listening, God wants to change your life. If you are here listening and you are not a born again Christian. What I mean by that is you are you are, you are if you die today or tomorrow, you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell. You want to say, "Pastor, pray with me. Pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus, to God." If you are here like that, just raise up Your right hand, just your right hand Lift it up high, thank you Thank you, I see your hand, lift it wherever you are It doesn't matter, just lift it up high Pastor, help me, pray with me I want to give my life to God This Sunday, and I'm going to pray with you God bless you, all over, I see your hands If your hand is lifted up I want you to come to me in front here I'm also coming down to you I want you to come from upstairs From the side, from the back, quickly Come from wherever you are Just just walk all the way To the front. Pastor, pray with me. Pastor, I want to give my life to God this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Come, come from upstairs. Come from the side. Come from wherever you are. Pastor, help me. Pray with me. God bless you. Oh, Keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping as they come. I surrender all. I surrender. your hands in the front. Just lift your hands. Those of you in front here, lift up your hands with me. And everyone join in as we pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I accept Jesus as my Savior, as my Lord, as my Master. I am a sinner. But today,
0: today, I humble
1: myself. And I accept Jesus as my Lord, my Master, and my King. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I will serve the Lord. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Um, Look at me, all of you here. It's very good that you have come to the front. I want you to follow our pastor who is waving his hand. If you look this way, see one of the pastors waving his hand. Lift it high so they can see. waving. All right. I want you to go with him. I'm going to share some things with you and you'll come back. And every Sunday, make sure you are here. Amen. God bless you.
0: God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www